Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Principle. I mean, I know that I have to get jobs left with numerous people. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, you actually want to go here? I've, I've actually. I just went there. Okay, I've actually. Welcome to the party. Okay, okay. I've actually had this conversation in private before, <clears throat> never in public. And this is sort of a public thing. So the Me Too movement, and we could we could bring in Terry Crews into this. Are you guys? I'm talking what? about some serious stuff. I We're know, taking selfies. We're taking selfies. selfies. Sorry. Um, we have to post, buddy. We got to keep Terry the algorithms happy. In what I'm about to say, there's a bunch of people. Terry Crews. Yeah, in, in a weird way. He Did you know that he involved. was addicted to porn? Openly. Anyway, yes. Terry Crews. Openly. Openly addicted to porn. Talks about it all the time. His anyway. wife left him, and then and then he went to rehab, and has totally turned his life around. His wife's back, and they're better than ever. We'd like to. Invite you back. That's what he said to her. I'd like to invite. Sorry, you what are you gonna say, man? Terry Crews is involved. I'm in. I'm in. If he's involved, I'm in. Wait, did you say Terry Crews? We're in. No, it's branching off of what you just said. But right, I'm gonna bring in Terry Crews in a minute. But, okay. Um, Wait a minute. Movement. What did Terry Crews? Did he make a pass at you to try to? What about right. J Crew? The whole meeting. Can we bring them can in too? Because I love their clothes. J Crew. What a great line of clothing. Classic. Never gets old. J Crew. You're going to like right. the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> men's we warehouse. We guarantee it. Wait a minute. Isn't that the men's yeah. warehouse? Men's warehouse. Also not bad, duds. Okay. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry. No, it's okay. You no, Terry Crews. No, one. Terry Crews is addicted to porn. You were saying? That's not what I was saying. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> I found that on the, on, the, on the Running Wild with Bear Grylls episode that he did, which was pretty. You talking about it with Bear? In, yeah, in the middle of the Alps or something. It was cold, so it was good to have that conversation. Tough to be out here. There's no porn out here, is there? Yeah. No, Terry. Thank God. <laughs> you know, I used to be addicted to that. What? <laughs> Try this shit. Get that stuff away from me. <laughs> Try this poop. What? <laughs> yeah, eat it. It's all good. A lot of nutrients. All right, it's like placenta. Go ahead. Mm. Go ahead, buddy. Come on. Sorry, sorry. Go, go, go. Me Too movement. In regards to the entertainment industry and what's happened. Actually, anybody in power that uses their power to influence somebody else for anything really um it was a very good thing very prevalent in our industry oh, yeah. i know i've been on movie sets where i've heard male producers talk about these girls that they've given jobs because of either the way they look or that they went out to drinks with them i've been privy to all those conversations so i know how important actually that was because it, it is a real thing the casting couch we all know it's existed We've all been somewhat complacent in a way towards it and i know i have a responsibility for that and you guys do as well of course but the one thing that's very interesting that doesn't get talked back uh, talked about enough in the Me Too movement 
is how this is a two-way street. In <laughs> fact, it's a three, maybe even four-way street. I don't even have how we're going to cut this up. But when it comes to Terry Crews, Terry Crews feels like he was groped uh, and used as a piece of meat by somebody in power above him within right. the industry. Right, right. Well, not a lot of guys, in my opinion, have come out and talked about this in the industry. Yes, there is also this same situation. Now, granted, I'd say it's probably a third of what women go through, the amount of men. Yeah, men go another. through this as well, whether it's another woman or another man in power. Yeah. There's been many times in my life where I've been propositioned to get a huge role. I've lost my agency because I went to the hotel room, which I can't believe they would send me to, of a very prominent Oscar award-winning director who showed up in his robe asked me to take my clothes off and said he needed to take Polaroids of me, and that if I did X, Y, and Z, I would be the next Marvel character. I didn't do that, and my agency fired me because I left this, this director's room. Well, and along those lines. A lot, of my a lot of these stories, a lot of my other male friends have gone through with both men and women in this in industry, but there's a double standard, and this is where I bring Terry Crews. Terry Crews comes out and says it, people are laughing at him. Right. People don't, don't support him. They kick him out. Why? Because he's a man that represents masculinity. And I think our society is less ready to hear that situation going on with men than they are with women, actually. Look, the bottom, the bottom line is there's been, you know, a lot of those, of those crossroads, you know, and, and those thresholds that, you know, of course, I mean, we've all been, you know, part of that. Um, and those moments are tough. And, uh, you know, it's about, uh, it, I guess, you know, for me, you know, when those moments arose and they were plenty, obviously, you know, it was just a principal thing for me. I, I just, it, I just wasn't going to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I lost out on a lot of parts too. Yep. Uh, big, big movie parts, you know? And know. like, and like you said, I, I know the guys that went on and did them and, you know, uh, I don't know what situations they were thrust into. I'm not going to even speculate, but I know that it was set up in an infrastructure where that's what was expected. Like so, I said, I had no so, choice. I had an right. agency, a big no, prominent just, agency. No, but that was an infrastructure with that particular with part. It. Like you took that part with that, with that filmmaker or whatever it was, not, you know, that was expected. So, but for me, it was always a principal thing. And I, you know, I just, I, I had those personal boundaries and I just wasn't comfortable going over those thresholds, you know? Yeah. Um, nobody's perfect, you know, obviously everybody makes mistakes in their lives, but that was one that I just wasn't going to ever cave on, you know? Well, that's so, what we were raised, so I didn't either. Yeah, yeah. Um, principles are important, you know? You have to have, I, I think you have to have principles. You have to. Whatever they are, and they can be different for everybody, but you got to have them. You know, I, I, I tell my, my daughters this all the time because this is something that our parents passed on to us and, you know, me and my pop passed on to us. But it's, you know, I, I think one of the most valuable things was growing up, you know, and, and being super famous and everything, you know, especially during those 15 years there, you know. What if you just ended it after that? From the night, what do you mean? One of the most valuable things growing up, being super famous and everything. That's all you that's it. That's it. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus. Because I was very, oh, very, God. very famous. No. Um, yeah. Uh, no, it was, uh, you know, is that, and I, and I remember, you know, um, when it came to those moments where I was going to be out, you know, 16, 17, and like away from the group and family and with friends and where a lot of those opportunities would come up or where a lot of those propositions would come up, and they certainly did, and a lot of, you know, the drugs and all that stuff. Oh, it was all You know, it was everywhere. But, but. Offered but, to you by the people who are supposed to protect you. Right, but. But, you know, it, and, and, and really it was crystallized in, in what mom and dad used to say, which is that, listen, it's not about, it's not about us. 
has nothing to do with us. I remember mom saying, I, it's, you know, and dad, it's not going into my body. I wouldn't do it ever. I don't, it's up to you to decide what, how, how much you respect yourself, what's going into your body or what you're going to do to your body, right? Um, what you're going to let somebody do to your body, whatever that is. And with daughters, I, and it really hit home to me. Like, and when I would go out and those moments would be there, it would, I would think about it in terms of myself. Like, because so many times as young people, you know, you got to be like, oh, my, screw my parents. They don't know shit. I'm going to do what I want. No one's going to tell me what to do. You know, and that's normal. We've all felt that way at certain times. But when you, when you put it into that mind frame, that framework of it's you, it has nothing to do with me. Like, do you want to do that to you? Because I'm, I didn't do it to me, but I'm your dad or I'm your mom. And I'm here telling you, like, I don't. Think about what you want to do to you. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, man, it really did crystallize so much for me. And I didn't want to do it. I was afraid to do it to myself. Mm-hmm. So I never did it. And that's a principle that I had that I didn't even realize that I adopted. But because that, it was framed within that context. And I, 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 you know, it worked with me. Obviously, it doesn't work with everybody. But I've now framed that with my almost 17-year-old daughter. And I'm even starting with my 12-and-a-half-year-old daughter because, unfortunately, life moves fast. And, you know, a lot of kids and a lot of peers smoke weed and it starts there for a lot of kids. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, especially with this fentanyl stuff now and all this stuff that's going on, well, a lot of scary insane, times. Man. Well, I mean, these poor kids even take what they feel is an innocent joint and all of a sudden now a drop of that fentanyl stuff yeah, and they're dead. And we, you hear about these horrific stories, nine kids in one, high, in one junior high. I mean, these poor kids. Now, look, you know, anyway, principles for yourself are important and it starts young and they're building blocks of who you become as a as a young adult and as an adult and as a parent and as a grandparent. And you know, you know? what's so weird? Even me sitting here time. right now as we're talking about this and it's like, it's weird because there's this other really weird thing and I don't know if this has to come down to the peer pressure because the people who do do it don't want to feel like they're any less than the people who don't. Yeah. But a lot of the times, especially for kids, but still even up until now, people look at it like, you're just a goody two-shoes. And it's right, like, right, right. No, man. No, actually, I'm not. Uh, no, um, no. I know. I get that. That's a perception about us too, actually. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you, well, have, you have no idea what you're talking about. The actually. Disney Channel brothers. Yeah, you, you know, like, okay, well, what you're talking about? I just know. don't share with you um, what's going on or what I've done wrong or what's happened in my life. Yeah, oh, please. And I yeah. and I refuse to allow drugs to dictate. Right. My right. life. Right. Right. I'm Had nothing to do, to do with that, honestly. The, the mentors in my life, not just my parents. Right. I've told this story before about Robin Williams. One of the biggest impacts I took off of that set yeah. from Mrs. Doubtfire right. was the fact that when he was on, he was on. When he was off, it was really a bad experience for him. Life right. was terrible for right. him when he was off stage. And he was not shy about that. And I, I understand why he was not shy about that because he flat out told me. He pulled me aside. He knew. He knew I was a quiet but kind of perceptive child. He knew. He knew I caught on. What if he was like, I was a quiet and he knew, child? He knew I knew what was going on with him more than some of the other people on set did. Yeah. Um, also because I was very interested. He would. He used to have this incredible um, collection of small, tiny uh, iron uh, figurines. Okay. From military to all these. And they were all collectors. And he had really? this certain... Yeah, he loved these little. I wonder if, if I reach out to his family see if they have his collection because I know that the ones that I bought would be into that collection because I found the ones anyway. So I was really into trying to get these exact ones that I knew he would want. Interesting. And so I was constantly going into his room, and you know he'd come off stage, go into his room, and everybody would just be like, "That's Robin's space." But I was 
11 to 12 years old. I didn't have that space boundary. This guy was treating me like he was my second dad. So I was like, you know, open the door and fly into his trailer and be like, so this is what I got an idea, you know? And, uh, and every time I opened the door, you'd see a guy that comes off a set, like beaming with more energy than I've ever, and anybody has ever seen. And then I'd open the door and this is what I'd get. Uh, it was so painful for him just to sit there and have quiet. And, he, and he, it was almost like a, yeah, hey. And so he explained to me what was going on. And the end of the explanation was, I don't care what doctors say or what doctors have told me, I know it did it to my brain, Matt. There were five years there where I lived on cocaine. Right, right. He said, after those five years of cocaine, even though I got off and I got clean, it chemically changed my brain. Yeah. And now I have to deal with this shit all day. Every day, it's stolen my time with my kids, right. with my wife. It's stolen parts of my career. It's, it's stolen part of yeah. my brain yeah. from me, and it's yeah. destroyed me. So that, hearing that from a guy that I admired like that, yeah, was it. I yeah. wasn't doing that shit. Yeah. I wasn't touching it. No yeah. freaking way. I, I, I wasn't the the immediate dopamine fix in the moment. It was what happens five years down the road when I'm well, hooked and that's on the it, thing. and it's destroyed that's my brain. The thing. And a lot of these young people today, it's it's all about, man, we're young, we're, gonna, so we're you living in the I moment. I chose to work my freaking ass off. Right, Call right. that a goody two-shoes, fine. Call I it know. a goody two-shoes. That's what I'll be happy to be then because I just worked. I just went to school, played sports, and worked and knew that that was more important than freaking getting high. Like, and what? that's what... And, and that's, that's all bullshit, by the way. I didn't escape... I did try every drug on the planet, by the way. Right, right. But what I learned again real fast was that these were all bullshit experiences, right. bullshit people. Right. It wouldn't matter a thing from now, right. except the fact that I'd be hooked on some drug in the future right. and destroy my life. Yeah. So for all this bullshit that didn't matter. Yeah, and for me, you're absolutely right. For me, you know, I just never fucking touched the shit. And I you was did. I was I was I was hooked on I was hooked on work. I was hooked on sports. I was hooked on relationships. I looked forward every year. The highs for me were Christmas. I swear to God, no, I like I, I, I count down to Christmas, dude, and Thanksgiving, and being in New York with you guys, and doing the Macy's Day Parade, and going to Radio City Christmas Spectacular, which, by the way, is one of the best shows on the planet. Uh, we'd love to do a podcast from there one day. Um, no, but the Clydesdale rides through Central oh, Park. Man. I mean, these are the moments, right? Dinners with Meme and Pop, going, you know, to Roman Roman Delights over on the main line in Philly. I mean, I lived off the moments. The highs for me were the moments, not the substances. And they never were, and they never have been. And I'm very thankful for that. I never felt any inclination to do that. Now, look, I love to shop. You know, I have, I have my dopamine release when I order stupid things that I don't need. And mm -hmm. I buy things I shouldn't buy. Absolutely. You know, and I spend more money than I should on stupid things when I don't have it. Then you go, you go through the ups and downs of the business. You have money and you have no money. And then people steal a bunch of money from you that you thought you had. And then you have nothing. We, we, we've been through it all. I mean, I've been at the threshold of hell. I've been standing over the mountain, you know, like we've talked about. And, 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 and it's, it sucks. It sucks. But at the end of the day, you, you, if you have your, your principles for yourself and you really hold yourself accountable to those principles, you, you're going to save yourself from a lot of pain. Yourself. Yes, absolutely. Like it has nothing to do with anybody else. Absolutely. It's yourself, you know, and, and, and. You're right. What what ends up 95% of those times are bullshit experiences with bullshit people that don't care anything about you. That's what it is. Of course. And that and what you're doing is destroying your own life and there's no guarantee for tomorrow. Yeah. Nothing. And you don't know how it affects you. And I say this to my girls all the time. Look, you don't know what that you take this now. Yeah, how does that affect you 
and there's been studies as we've all researched and done. We're not experts in any of these things, so by no means should anybody listen to us about anything. But but you know they talk about dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Oh, these things were all were all predisposition. Our bodies have predispositions we don't even know about, right? Both, and both these kind of things, these Robin kind of things. Both equated their Parkinson's. To what, well, and they did these things, and who knows how that affects you later in life? You know, I don't know if we're predisposed to something, and all of a sudden these substances we're using, they tack on or jump the shark, and all of a sudden we're getting that stuff 20 years before we normally would have. And, by the, and, and those by are 20 years we don't get back. Uh, it's a lot harder to walk the right road than it is the wrong. Yeah, it's a lot harder. It's a lot harder. Just to let you know. It's a lot harder to walk away. It's very hard. Sorry, guys. I missed the whole thing. The acid's kicking back in. <laughs> Great. What, did you, what are we talking about? Yeah, he was the one, wasn't he? He was the one. Uh, oh, God. Oh, man. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's just, look, you know, everybody's got a different path. Everybody's got a journey, you know, but for me, and I know for you, you know, it's. <sighs> Sorry. And at the end of the day, like, look at the people. Okay, we were just talking about guys like Colin Farrell and Bradley Cooper, who Bradley Cooper got Brad Pitt sober recently. Like, you look at these guys who are succeeding, their, their success story is coming out of getting away from that stuff, yeah. guys. Getting out yeah. of that. Getting their brains. Well, centered. it's never, look. And you know what's another thing? That I don't people, think it's debatable that substance abuse and these things. It can't a, it's be debatable. An, it's, an, it's an illness. Obviously, you know? sober, sobriety and, is the way it plays to be. I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not. But um, Yeah, no, but I'm saying. It's no, definitely, but, it's, it's the goal for sure. But, well, look, don't don't paint yourself, you know, in, in you know, a light that isn't, don't paint yourself in that light because that's a vague statement. People are like, oh, what, is, what does that mean? Oh, well, don't oh. judge by a book by its cover. No, but I'm, I'm just saying like. I'll let yeah, them define the vagueness and yes yes but you are you are very you are very um responsible you are a very responsible person you know and uh highly sure, functioning you you uh you know you you know you you dabble in you know, life a, a few things that you dabble in but you're not uh you're not um you know by, by any means um dangerous or reckless let's just put, no. it, let's just put it that way because let me tell you no, something, because, I wouldn't stand for that, and no, neither would he. No, no, because so we here's, both kick your ass. I don't care thing, how wide you are. We, here's I'd the things that I'd be looking for. If you were to turn to me and be like, I have this completely under control, then I'd be like, uh-oh, red flag, he doesn't. No. Yeah. There's a problem. No. You don't you say that. If you stop telling me that I'm your favorite brother, if you stop telling yes, me exactly. that I'm amazing, if you, then I'm going to be like, what the hell's going on with Andy? You're going to have a little intervention. I am no longer his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the guy must be on drugs. No, um... But uh, no, but but with all you know, in in all fairness to you, Annie, I mean, sure, you know, there's, you know, you dabble in the in the good stuff, I guess, or whatever the hell you call that stuff. But uh, you I know. Get a lethal weapon, was it two or three? What? I need the guns, the ammo, the good stuff. Yeah, you yeah. get the guns, the ammo, right? The good You'll stuff. get the guns. So, no, no, the no, 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 no. Wait, no, which no. guy? Which guy was that? It's, no, it's got to be. It's the ice. I'm, uh, when when Joe Pesci's been shot and he's like i'm cold i'm cold he's because you're laying on the ice oh yeah yeah oh yeah 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 i think it was three i think it was three must have been three yeah yeah, yeah it, it was, was three. it was three yeah. yeah yeah uh but uh you know anyway it's um no it's it's look man and there's a whole nother element that again has become politically charged which politically i yeah. am so confused by this one and that is and you know what i heard tyler perry uh say this the other day and i was like you know what that's actually really cool. What he's saying is, and he basically said this, and this will feed you into where I'm going with this, that become politicized in some way and, and turn negative and all this kind of what? stuff. He was like, and he said this, he's like, look, even if you're not a very religious person, 
you don't hold that kind of faith or anything like that, at least introduce your kids to it. Because let me tell you something, they're going to get addicted to something and you'd rather have them addicted to religion and to being a good person and to knowing the Ten Commandments Mm. and having faith, at least in something that's greater than yourself, Mm. than getting addicted to drugs or to bad social cliques or to social Mm. media or to anything like that. And I'll tell you what, as I get older, the one thing I find that tends to be missing a lot of times is at least the openness to something that's bigger than you because then you realize it's not about you. And it's not that you're going to lose what it is that you're giving out because it's not a, a, a self-prophecy. You're going to lose what God could do through you or what the universe or the higher power, whatever you want to call it because it's all there use for you to do through you absolutely what you can do to other people a what vessel what what, what uh, just just what, whatever it is that you what your what purpose or what what your purpose what are you going to miss that's going to greatly affect the people right. that you love who knows what your potential could possibly right. be and again it's so funny this is where science and religion completely over overlap with each other it's like whether you call it god or Converge. a higher power or the creator of the universe whatever you want to call it for goodness sake, guys, it's impossible for anybody to go, well, I believe in this science and have faith in this science, but I won't have faith. There's something bigger than me out there. Right. You know, it's like, come on. Right. And at the end of the day, this, this makes me angry, politics so. is power. And Sorry. and and they would they get more if we're divided. For Sparta! They, yeah, for Sparta. <laughs> right? They get more if we're divided a than great, if we're together. A great analogy on a great analogy on this one you'll see flying around social media right now, and it's a really very true, very very interesting science experiment. You take a hundred black ants, you take a hundred red ants. I've actually done this experiment, and you put them in an ant uh, colony, and you put them in an ant colony. They get how along. Many, they get. Ants? He's collecting ants. Oh yeah, I no. always have. I always yes. Have. Red. Good. <laughs> ah, have. another red. Damn always it. have. Black. Perfect. Always have. Sounds some always have. strange. Wow. I used to keep fire. So the, when the first time, my first experience with ants. Population control of ants. In my kindergarten school, doing? there was a colony of fire ants that bit a kid, and he had an allergic anaphylactic shock. So they had to annihilate the ants. So what did you do? So I grabbed You them. harvested the fire I ants. I smoked out the female. This was kid Smoked out? We're just talking about smoked how bad out. drugs are. Now you're talking about doing smoking so, out fire ants when you're a little kid? I found a pack of... Because back then, a lot... If you don't remember, as a kid, you had access to the pack of... Come on, fire ants! You had pack to, you had access to a pack of matches smoking. Uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, of Because people smoked and yeah. lighters weren't a thing. They had, mostly had packs of matches. So as a kid, you could find packs of matches everywhere. Our grandfather... He smoked oh. when he he quit, but he smoked. Yeah. I'd grab his pack of matches. I'd light a piece of bark. What are you talking about fire? Okay. You dig a hole so next to the actual Jesus. entrance to the ant colony, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You light the little fire over it, and then you, you pump the smoke through the oh ant colony. God. It forces the, 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 they want to save the female. Right, so she comes Force the female. First. So I caught a bunch of red ants, put them in, in it was Easter time, put them in an Easter egg. So rather than... I put it in my pocket because I didn't want to tell anybody, and then I forgot and got out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You know what I remember? Mom that. knows about this. I remember that. 
But anyway, that. my point of it is, I have quite a bit Andy of had something like that called fire crotch, but it wasn't again, quite for the same thing. Again, it's true. true. And again, they it's don't in his twenties. That's, 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 that's true. It's true. The same thing. I remember what. Oh, it remember that old fire They're, crotch? Yeah, they love the bits. Andy, what's going on down there? Yeah. But so anyway, about the shtick. Again, growing up, Andy, I don't know. Maybe you missed this, but Joe, you saw all that training. Experiments were a part of all that school. Yeah, we had early on and farms and farms. It was a big gift. So, and you're just too young. No, I just I wasn't asphyxiating ants and collecting them in Easter eggs. I, I would, I would, I'd let the population do its own no, thing and live. They were going to die. Or he was relocating you, 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 into an Easter egg into his pocket into his pants. Yeah, that was going to. He sounds relocated like, them to his balls. Sounds like he's a dictator. And they loved, and they loved ants. his balls. Anyway, like, so, look at this. Well, we thought we had fun in the dirt. Check out these mounds. Yeah. Let me just get the analogy yeah. out. See, so blah 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 blah. Because basically coming back because nobody's going to know about these balls anymore. Well, coming back to and you said that they, they like to stoke the fire because they want everybody fighting. They were stoking 100% something. It's 100% true because fear d dictates power. Yeah. That's, you, that's exactly what's going what on right fucking now. fucking experiments were you doing no, on wait. these ants? But here's the experiment. Psychological warfare me. on it's fucking ant colony, me. dude? I've the Manchurian candidate. For I've really. seen this happen. In fact, when you used to get the ant farms, they say careful of vibrations because vibrations can trigger the ants to think that there's a problem. Ad How did you create the vibrations? Put Mass my lips up onto the glass and went... You did take the Gettysburg Address. Watch what they do. and seven years ago. Matt. You're going to leave us with the idea of collecting fire ants, putting them into an ant colony, creating vibrations, and then nothing? Matt, continue. Finish your story. I don't even know how. Come on. I really died. What are you talking about? You're saying, no, you were talking about the Where vibrations. Where were you going with this story? You were talking about the vibrations. I don't think he forgot. I don't think he ever knew to begin with. No, I know. I know where it goes, and I know All right. the whole point of the story. Okay, come on. We'll finish it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. It seems perfectly right. Actually, we need it. You're running out of time. Moment. Go. This is not me. This is... Science, from, uh, I know. Not even from science, but coming from like some Bear of the Grylls? best writers and oh. you know philosophers. So and some of all over the world. Of... This isn't coming from me. Okay, here, from. do me a favor. Switch seats. No. Yeah, switch seats. No, because you're the one that's dictating the, the this this podcast. So go take your podcast. Well, then they're gonna have to. And then you can come oh, up with the analogies. Oh, to get the conversation okay, going. okay, well, hold on. Sorry, they're gonna probably have to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Not, not, I'll, I'll sit here and make I got no service on can... my phone now. I got no oh, service. Thank God. Okay, so now we're here. Let's welcome our guest, Corey, our favorite part of the episode. <laughs> hey, welcome that's my to line. the Lawrence Brothers podcast. That's my line. <laughs> that's my line. Damn it. Okay. I'll I got no. I got no don't service. Worry about it, guys. I got this under control. All right, Corey. Hooray. Here we go. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Our best. Uh, our, our our most favorite part of this episode for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this has been a tough one. I Thank you. You, been... you have no idea how good your timing was. This no was idea. going south really quick. I was an emotional referee again, as I am in my own home every day. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. Between these two guys. Just trying to keep the peace, Corey. Just trying to keep the peace. <laughs> it's okay. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. Good, good, good. So this is, uh, as I always say, becoming one of the favorite parts of our show. We get to kind of check in with other people about dynamics within the family. Because, mm -hmm. you know, obviously us working together all these years and being brothers and being best friends and being as close as we are, we go through our fair share of shit, ups and downs, ins and outs. We love each other. We hate each other. But we always love each other, you know? So we love to hear yep. other people's stories and uh, trials and tribulations. And then we just talk about it for a few minutes. And we're just so thankful to have all you guys checking in. And we're especially thankful today to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your story, what you want to share with us today. So my story is pretty crazy. I'm actually in your hometown. That's where I grew up and I live still. Abington, so PA? I'm, 
Yes, sir. No. Nice. No way. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yep. How Very cool, cool is it? Do you ever watch the Goldbergs? Yes. How okay. crazy is it watching that show? Yeah. Literally, yep. do you know the Willow Grove Mall? Like, like uh -huh. Wawa. I mean, Jenkintown. I mean, all, that's, 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 all that's literally my whole childhood. Like, yeah. that's where we grew yeah. up. It's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. They never had me on that show, uh, which I'm very <laughs> insulted about. Um, but, uh, you know, it's okay. No worries. But, um, you know, it, it is, that is so cool. We'll say hi to Abington yeah. for us. Yeah, please. I, I will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I am a teacher here and my cool. sibling story is pretty crazy. Um, so I knew as a kid for my whole life, I've known that my parents, my dad had cancer twice. And so my parents mm. had trouble having kids. And so they needed medical assistance. Um, and so as an adult moving forward, I did 23andMe just to figure out the mm. other kind of health background that I had and my health history and all of that. So I did 23andMe, submitted that, got my health history. That was fine and normal and great. And then the chaos started about three months later when I started having this site tell me that I had relatives. Mm, okay. So um, the first two were listed both as my grandmothers, which I knew wasn't true. Um, Weird. And then a third person popped up and we kind of put all talk together and put the pieces together and realized that we were half siblings um, and that they are from, we all were from the same donor. Mm. And that was about, I'm going to say three or four years ago. And we are now at about 24 half siblings Shut that up. we found what? between 23andMe and Ancestry.com. No wow. way. Now, have you met all these? Yeah. You've met them all? I've met, I'm going to say about 15 of them, about 16 or 17 of us keep in contact now wow. pretty consistently, either in person or on Zoom. Um, oh and my, my oldest brother is in his 60s and my youngest sister is in her early 30s. What? Wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, wow. So how? Wait. Yeah. Family 60s. gatherings just got a 60s. whole lot more complicated. Huh? Wait, sixty? Yep. <laughs> how 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 old how how old are are your parents? I don't know if your parents are still alive or with you, but yeah. How okay? So how old are your parents? My parents are in their sixties. Um, the donor would have been he he would be I think about eighty by now. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow, yeah, that's incredible. Oh my. So this so this donor was donating stuff to this to this bank like 60 something years ago. Wow. They had so much of it, yeah. they used it over 30 years. <laughs> How many hours did this poor guy well, spend in He. <laughs> I mean, I got nothing left, but let's go again. I mean, I don't know, that's incredible. That's on. I mean, he went. He would. You would go like different times. So oh, okay. It wasn't for there one was, go, Joe. Was, Jesus. I mean, who is this know, Superman? I like to consider myself okay, but that. I mean, that's no way. <laughs> Where's your water bottle? Hold up yeah. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> there you go. This is. Uh, what is this one? This is uh, 128 full ounces. So see what you can do with this. <laughs> Here's Wednesday's selection. <laughs> I'll bring my Thursdays tomorrow. This should be good for 40, 50 kids, right? I mean, oh my gosh. That is unbelievable. Woo! Wow. It is. And we are all over the country. Um, some of us and some not in the country. Some are in um, 
the North and some are in uh, South America. No and, way! Wow. all over um, the world? Yeah. <laughs> oh my so God. at that point, like if you think when back, at least even back stuff? in the 60s or 80s, it was cutting edge. So people had to either really go to like major cities. So right. there were very few right. places to go. Wow. Um, and all of us th were just assuming we would never find each other because they promise anonymity and all of that. And you can't right. really predict things like 23 and me. Right. Um, but it's one of those things like you can't give yourself as an adult many surprises, like true surprises. And this has been one of the most fun, awesome surprises of all of our lives. Oh, so, like, cool. that is so really cool. cool. I mean, honestly, like, it's the coolest thing ever, actually. I mean, and, and yeah. let, me, let me ask you this. Do a lot of your siblings look like, do you guys look like each other? Or I mean, is, that, is it, are there similar, are there ones that are like really similar to looks in you? And then other ones, obviously, that depending on the mother would not be, right? But, you know. There are, what we've kind of figured is there are like two different looks. And so a bunch of, there's like lighter colored and darker colored features. Um, hmm. But that was one of the weirdest things for me when, because I have siblings from my mom for, that I grew up with. Right. Um, who are technically also half siblings, but right. I never really quite looked like them. And the first time I got together with some of these siblings, I couldn't even focus on the conversation because I was so thrown off by looking at somebody that looked just like me. Oh wow. my gosh. Wow. That's so interesting. <laughs> that is mind blowing. Do, now, do, yeah. have you, have you developed any, like have any, any of the relationships of the, of the new, uh, brothers or sisters or half brothers sisters are you any of you close like are do you guys are is there camaraderie what, what's that like yeah um we've i mean the majority of us some people have chosen not to be as in touch as others which is fine i get it if you like grew up with a family and that's who you right. connected with this right. is a lot to handle um but there are about 15 or 16 of us that legitimately text and email and get together oh, anytime we can. So cool. That's awesome. Um, some of them are nearby. Like, and there are weird coincidences, like, um, because we all kind of were in the same area, there's a very good chance that, like, I played soccer against one of my sisters wow. at a park when I was a little kid. Oh, my. <laughs> Unreal, huh? Unbelievable. That story is blowing my mind. Yeah, I mean, you do. Wow. I guess I, guess I have heard about these stories where, like, Somebody grew up, went to school with somebody, then they realized they were their well, brother or sister. The whole Vince Vaughn movie about this that just came yeah. out. Yeah, oh, right, right. <laughs> well, that's a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, and then, do you find that that some of them have like the same? Are there some that have the same like principles as you, and some of them that don't? Oh some yeah, them personality. Are, like, like now, physically, personality, yeah. And, yeah. physically, yeah. Principles, you know. Like? Some right. are like I know, like the three of us, we have similar principles, different personalities. You know, so like. You know, yeah. and, and so I, do you find that being the case a lot of the time? There are one of the things we do when we get together is compare all of that because it's right. so interesting. There are definitely we do all have similar values for the most part um, and some mannerisms that are similar that you wouldn't expect to, I think. Um, and then pretty much the group can be divided into three job areas wow. a lot of us are educators a lot of us are in the medical profession and then some people are in tech but it's pretty much divided wow that way, so there's like a, that's a good study on the whole nature nurture thing you know because it's yeah. like you've got these similar gene pools being raised in all these different environments but yet there are still these clear similarities it's very cool
I really like that kind yeah. of stuff. Did you ever hear about the fire ant uh, story? Does it never hear the analogy about the fire ant? Matt, the, why don't you explain the this? The black and the red ones? Explain the fire Matt ant Matt smokes them out, but he I, had an analogy. Actually, actually, Andy knows this analogy really well. Why don't yeah. you take it? Uh, Basically, stay away from fire ants because they bite, and black okay. ants are good. I, I've heard that fire ants bite. That's yeah. good to know. Thank you. Matt mined some, put them in an Easter egg, and put them in his pants. And then they exploded kid. in his crotch. They exploded, and he got fire crouch. Yeah. This really wasn't the point That's of the awful. story. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, but it's not exactly. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't. But and Andy had fire crash, but it was different. That's not true. That's a made up fact. But <laughs> we did spend like you know 45 minutes talking about Matt's fire crash before you joined the conversation. Honestly, oh, we're so thankful. That's one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like Thank you. you know, we're, I'm so thankful because we needed that today. We were having a uh, a tense moment before we we patched you in. Gotcha. And uh, and I I'm I'm kind of I have daughters, so I'm, I'm just over a lot of tension right now. You know. Because with the, with the brothers, mm -hmm. I don't want a lot of tension, and um, and uh, you know, there's a lot of drama, you know, which is great. But but when there's drama here, it stresses yeah. me out. So I'm so thankful that you called that you called in, and this story is awesome. That well, is so well, awesome. It's awesome Thank because you. I'm glad to hear that the majority of you guys have found each other. Yes, you find yeah. commonalities, similarities. You're getting along as you progress in the future. That's just a whole nother little village for you to fall back on if you need it. Absolutely. Cool. Yeah, and I find yeah. it, I love it. Find it so interesting too that that they're that values and principles and like job job occupations and stuff like that seem to yeah. transcend. Lined up. In, yeah, because that's the stuff you wouldn't necessarily think genetics maybe right. would you know play a role in but obviously it does. they do think about you could have like the coolest <laughs> yeah. thanksgivings ever if you guys wanted to be bitching <laughs> like 25 30 brothers and sisters oh my gosh that'd be so cool be everybody well. brings something oh all my all god the siblings have to be at yep. one table yes oh my the kids gosh. table yeah. that'd be that. the greatest yeah. christmas morning ever i'm a huge christmas guy so like Nothing makes you know, me happier than Christmas morning. You know this, I absolutely love it. So. The scene in Hook when all the yep. kids, all the lost boys get around the table to, to eat oh, the meal, yeah. bang around, and then it's imaginary food. I feel like that's what the Thanksgiving yes. is. Yes, like. it'd be so great. Right. Yeah. We just wanted to thank you thank for coming you so on. Thank you so much for calling story. in and telling us the story. Yeah. We really thank are you for grateful. having me. We're going to hopefully be able to do this a long time and check back with everybody. So yeah, we'll gonna... hopefully circle back with you. All right? Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Yeah, we look forward to updates, too. I know. Updating Can't wait to see if you find any more. I know. I know. All Maybe over the world. There's 24 it's... right now, so we'll remember that. 24, and if there's not, you know. Yep. Listen, wow. after most holidays, somebody pops up after a holiday because somebody gave someone a 23andMe kit. So oh, we always have it. It is so cool. Awesome. The gift All that right. keeps on giving. Worldwide. Worldwide. Yep. Okay. All right. Be well. <laughs> God bless. And we'll talk again soon, okay? Sounds good. Wow! What? Can you imagine I'll, that? I'll all those again. brothers and sisters. I can't imagine getting like finding out there was there. I have twenty four more of you. And after the life. holidays, she, the, she always finds out about more because somebody gets a twenty three and me gift or something. Wow! What? What? All right, but let me. It's uh, amazing. Just, well, all right. So listen, bar, I was going to say just circling back to where we were because I do want to hear the end of this. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm freakishly intrigued now. I think the anticipation has gotten the best of me, and I got to hear the end of this red ant. Well, this Black isn't my analogy, and this is not even that esoteric. A lot of people have heard this and have seen this over okay. social media. I was just throwing it out there for... I like your word use. Esoteric. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I like that. It's a little ubiquitous, but I like it. It's real, and it's a simple analogy for what's going on right now. And that is that if you have... One subspecies of ant, call them a black ant. Another subspecies of ant, call them the red ant. And you put them in this same little ant colony. Right call it a jug or an ant cage or whatever and they're fine they develop borders mm -hmm. they keep to themselves right. they'll even interchange between and help each other out right but when you shake the cage 
mm-hmm. or add vibrations, sets off their alarm signals. They go nuts, they attack each other, and they kill each other. Wow. And my point of that is, is that you've got this little world right now, and all of us as individuals, whatever color we are, or wherever we were born on this planet that dictates our physical appearance, appearance right, which is meaningless. Yeah. Which is meaningless. They've got us all in this little jar. Yeah. And they know what gets us angry and they're shaking the jar. The crap out of us. That's because right. what happens wow, if really we're too actually. focused on fighting with each other? We don't look at what they're doing. What doing to us. I 100% agree with that. That's a brilliant analogy. And the point is, that's what I was saying, which is why I know you started to tell this story because I was saying, as long as they keep us angry and divided, they maintain Boom. Power. That's it. Boom. And it's not what's best for us, it's what's best for them. Of course. Yep. All right, that's it, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us today. For more Lawrence Brothers, join our Patreon.